1: school lunches most of us have had them but few of us have loved them today in our sunday special report we visit schools that want their lunch to be more than just a filling meal at one school in ilan kids are asked to harvest their own vegetables and collect their own eggs so that they learn to treasure what they eat over in jai city a school has partnered with a restaurant chef to prepare food that kids genuinely like to eat Here's this week's Sunday Special Report.
2: For more than 20 years now, she's headed off to work at the crack of dawn, no matter the season, rain or shine. This is Zhang Ling Lan, a chef at Jiaisei's Choiyang Elementary School.
3: (音) 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 (笑)(笑)
2: She shares a group photo from two decades back. In those days, there were six school chefs who prepared lunches for more than 1,500 teachers and students. Some 20 years later, the school's population has fallen by half. Most of the chefs have come and gone.
3: We'd make scrambled eggs, for example, scrambled eggs with onion, a dish that needs two walks. You have to keep stirring both walks. With all that turning, your arms get quite sore, to the point where you can't hold a pan or a bowl. After getting off work, I used to hide in my room and cry
2: Zhang may have been quick to cry but she stuck with her job now in her 50s Zhang or Alan as her colleagues call her has worked at her school for more than 20 years she is now head chef in 2021 she put her school on the map by winning honors in a cooking competition
1: the best part
3: was that i had never taken the high-speed rail before Although I wasn't traveling for pleasure, I was still very happy. I really look forward to that.
2: Zhang and a teacher, Xu Jingwen, prepared for the competition for three months. They competed as a team in the Full Foods Foundation Super School Cooking Competition. At the end of 2021, there were one of 10 teams invited to the finals in Taipei.
3: When they were handing out the awards, the two of us looked at each other again. I looked over at her. We had worked so hard for so long, and finally, the award was ours. It felt like such an honor.
2: Hidden behind that glorious moment was a great deal of hard work and even pain. One month before the competition, Zhang was seriously injured in an accident. Her face was scalded by hot water while she was working in the school kitchen.
3: I was about to put the ingredients in the pot and the hot water was boiling in front of me. I reached out with my right hand to turn off the hot water. Then with my left hand, I reached out to grab the fish. As I was turning off the hot water, there was a crash.
4: She ran over and said she couldn't open her eye. She said, oh no, should I go and see a doctor? I said, yes, you should go see a doctor. She didn't
3: go to the hospital right away. First, she went to our school's health center for basic treatment. Then she went back to the kitchen and finished everything she was supposed to do. Only after that did she go to the hospital. At the time, I didn't see the extent of my injury. I didn't see how serious it was until the bandages were removed the next day.
4: There really is a shortage of manpower.
2: It turns out that on the day of the accident, someone on the kitchen staff had taken leave, doubling the pressure on the head chef. Staffing shortages are a little-known problem that plagues many school kitchens. It's the source of much-hidden heartache. It's seven o'clock in the morning. As children step onto the campus with the lunch bags, the kitchen is already bustling with activity. There's produce to be inspected, pans to clean and not a second to lose. <laughs> This is Ling Ito, former top chef at the Lavender College Mountainside Retreat. Over the past three years, he's consulted at more than 20 primary school kitchens in Taiwan. He teaches concepts based on science, and shares the secrets to delicious flavors. He's been based in Jai City since 2021.
1: Break it down into stages. Get each food item in its most perfect state before assembling them. That's what we're going for. There's actually a trick to food preparation. You don't need to fry up a storm, stirring and frying till you sweat buckets, working to the point of getting sick. That's not the way to do it.
2: The entree on today's menu is Hakka fried noodles. Traditionally, large woks are used to stir-fry noodles for more than 800 people. But this method is laborious for the kitchen staff, and the noodles get mushy fast. On this day, Lin suggests steaming the noodles instead. He and the chefs get to work to tackle this experiment in the kitchen. Across the country, some 20,000 people are employed as school kitchen staff. They work long hours in hot and humid environments. All too often, the equipment they use is old and filled with hidden dangers. Take Choi Elementary School, for example, where the kitchen has looked largely the same for more than 20 years. In September, the kitchen received a small yet expensive facelift, with millions spent on non-slip flooring and drainage stitches. Because kitchen renovations are costly, schools need to make careful decisions about what to fix. Consultants like Lin help by inspecting the work environment to find the devil in the details. With
0: the advice of experts, we will create a plan for repairing our kitchen infrastructure. Then we will submit the plan to the city government. We want school chefs to realize that they're not just kitchen labor, that they're actually very important. They occupy a key role in the transmission of flavors.
1: Taste memory is developed before the age of 12. We might forget the English and mathematics that we learned in the classroom, but taste memories that you form in childhood are remembered for a lifetime.
2: The Full Foods Foundation runs 14 food education classrooms across the country, including in Jai, Tainan, Ilan, and New Taipei. Inside, cafeteria workers portion out entrees and sides. Each meal is informed by science. Close attention is also paid to flavours, appearance and aesthetics.
3: The decor in here is very beautiful. I like the color scheme very much. When the breeze blows in like this, the food seems particularly delicious.
0: The food has gotten tastier. Once I went to the fourth-grade classrooms and looked inside their buckets for leftovers, the buckets were all empty. And the soup, at the end, the children were lifting up the soup vats to pour out every last drop.
3: Where does my sense of achievement come from? Every time we finish making a meal, I feel very happy. I very much look forward to the children's feedback.
2: Located in Ilan County's Su District, Yuying Elementary School overlooks the central mountain range and is close to the ocean. In this unique learning environment, the children get up close and personal with nature.
0: Once I asked the students, do you know where eggs come from? And the kids said, yes, we do. They come from supermarkets, Ha!
1: Hui. Wang
3: Wang.
2: Each child holds a chicken, and every chicken has a name. In April 2021, Yuying Elementary School built a chicken farm from scratch. Today the farm produces up to 200 eggs a month.
0: We plant peanuts in the spring, and every autumn we plant radishes we have our students harvest these crops.
2: The eggs are given a whisk before they're fried up into omelets and rolled into sushi. Every last bit of egg is precious. The children learn along the way, seeing for themselves how food gets from farm to table.
3: There's a sense of accomplishment. I always finish the food.
2: Not long ago, a sudden accident gave the children another life
0: lesson. Last week, something really upsetting to me that happened was that stray dogs got into the coop. Fourteen of our chickens went to heaven.
3: I told my grandpa and my dad about the dog attack on the chicken coop. The more I talked about it, the sadder I became.
2: The Farmstead program has taught children about the life cycle, where food comes from and where it goes. It's a school lunch experience that incorporates the concepts of gratitude, food literacy, and food aesthetics to feed not only children's stomachs, but also their hearts and minds.
1: Taipei's version of La Nuit Blanche, or White Night, was held on Saturday night in Shirling. The annual all-night arts festival went on for 12 hours straight. Hundreds of thousands of people poured into the northern Taipei shopping district, where shop owners finally saw long-awaited crowds that had been absent over the past few years owing to COVID. Lines were still forming as late as 3 o'clock in the morning.
4: Most of the stalls and shops stayed open until after 2am. The crowd and the foot traffic were the largest I've seen in more than 50 years that I have lived here. It was something you rarely see in 100 years. Filling last night was like something had risen from the ashes. The Sherlin night market came back to life because last night was like a spinning top that never stopped. I can't count how many bowls we sold. I just kept cooking. I was in charge of cooking soup. I used to be in the Marine Corps, so I'm pretty fit. But I was running and couldn't cook fast enough for the people that came in. As for how many bowls we sold, I'm still dazed.
1: YouTuber Mark was on the ground interviewing people and recording the spectacle of the large crowds in the night market. It's been a while since the Shilin Commercial District saw this kind of a turnout. There is hope that the city government would hold more such events so the visitors will continue to come and bring back the revenues that had disappeared. Well, Indian summer was in full force over the weekend and many parents took their kids out to enjoy the sun. But the balmy weather is not going to last. Starting Wednesday, the northeast monsoon will strengthen and usher in cooler and wet weather for northern Taiwan. The mercury is expected to drop by seven to eight degrees, and there could be brief showers.
4: The weather was balmy on Sunday. At 9 a.m., crowds flocked in the Taipei Children's Amusement Park children played happily, notwithstanding the harsh Indian summer sun. The temperature in many areas in Taiwan reached as high as 36 degrees. Ultraviolet rays were at dangerous and excessive levels. Parents pulled out sunblock and other paraphernalia for sun protection.
1: Whenever I go outdoors, I actually take something like sunscreen. As soon as we get out of the car, I help the children smear it on to avoid sunburn.
4: If you want to enjoy the sunny weather, seize it while it's still around. Starting on Wednesday, the weather will change and temperatures will drop.
1: Northern Taiwan will be affected by the northeast monsoon. With the occurrence of rain, the high temperatures will drop more than you anticipate. It could dip down to 27 degrees, which is a drop of 7 to 8 degrees compared with Tuesday.
4: On Monday and Tuesday, the weather is expected to be fair with clear to cloudy skies. Temperatures in Taiwan's north and western half could reach 35 to 36 degrees during the day, but drop to 24 to 26 degrees at night. The public should be mindful of large temperature swings between day and night. By Wednesday afternoon, the northeast monsoon is expected to strengthen and northern Taiwan will become wet and cool. Daytime temperatures could drop down to 25 to 27 degrees. From Thursday through to Saturday, daytime temperatures will remain at 26 to 28 degrees. Meteorologists warn of brief rainfall. On
1: Wednesday, areas north of Taoyuan along with Ilan, Hualien and Taidong could see scattered rainfall. From October 6th to 8th and even over the national day long weekend on October 9th and 10th, the moisture in the air will reduce a little.
4: The weather will begin to change on Wednesday, and this will have an impact all the way to the weekend. Don't forget to bring an umbrella when you leave the house and a jacket or long-sleeved top for the evenings.
1: The government rolled out the first stage of its flu vaccination program over the weekend. On Saturday, 141,000 people were vaccinated, an increase of 14 percent from last year's 123,000. Experts say the flu is returning with a vengeance this year. They estimate by the end of the year, the number of people who will have caught the flu will reach 4 million. Members of the public who are eligible for the program are advised to get a flu shot quickly. Let's hear from the CDC.
4: As long as the vaccination sites on the body are different, the flu vaccine can be administered alongside other vaccines and there is no need for a time interval between jabs. This year, the vaccines we've imported or produced domestically are all quadrivalent influenza vaccines designed to protect against four different flu viruses including two influenza A viruses, AH1 and AH3, and two influenza B viruses. As we approach the coming weeks, we will see flu cases increasing. We also know that flu is most contagious in winter. It will continue to spread increasingly as temperatures get lower.
1: As for COVID, there were 43,241 new local cases on Sunday, an increase of 11.5%. For the past seven days in a row, COVID cases have been rising compared with the same day in the past week, showing that the pandemic is still peaking. There are fears that as Taiwan opens its borders on October 13th, in addition to COVID, we might see a wave of flu cases. This year, the CDC has 6.3 million doses of flu vaccines in its program, and they will give protection against the flu for about a year. The municipal elections are less than two months away and competition for the Taipei mayor's seat is getting intense. So far, the KMT's candidate, legislator Jiang Wan-an, is leading in the polls with independent Huang Shanshan, the former deputy mayor of Taipei, coming in second and DPP's Chen Shizhong, a former health minister, coming in third. Let's take you to some of their campaign activities.
4: On Saturday night, all three leading candidates were stumping at the 65th anniversary celebration of the Junior Chamber International Taipei, a non profit international NGO for young people. 嗯,
3: 加万安,
4: the next day, the three candidates ran into each other again this time at a running event for the public at Guandu Temple.
1: We were all being ourselves, interacting happily with everyone. Taipei citizens were very enthusiastic.
4: According to Wu Zizia, chairman of myformosa.com, the KMT's Zhang Wanan will continue to lead in the polls next week with an about 30% support rate. Huang will be at second place with 25 or 26% support. Chen, while trailing at third place, still has a chance if he can take over the second place spot. If he is able to do that, the widely speculated scenario that DPP supporters abandon Chen and vote for Huang to prevent a KMT win might not eventuate.
1: I think all that talk is meaningless. The candidates should each work hard and focus on their platforms so that the city's citizens will be able to choose the most outstanding and capable person. Abandon the verbal attacks, abandon both the KMT and DPP, and keep Huang Shan. These are all ploys devised by the DPP and the TPP, just steadfastly support Jiang Wanan.
4: With election day less than 60 days away, the three-way battle for the Taipei mayor's seat is getting white hot. After
1: a three-year hiatus, the first parliamentary delegation from Germany to visit Taiwan since the start of the COVID pandemic landed in Taiwan Sunday morning. The six-member delegation, headed by Klaus-Peter Wilsch of the opposition Christian Democrats, will be here for a five-day visit. Wilsch is also the chairman of the Germany-Taiwan Parliamentary Friendship Group. Taiwan's representative to Germany, Xie Zhui Wei, accompanied the delegation the whole way. As soon as the parliamentarians hailing from various German political parties exited immigration at the international airport in Taoyuan, Xie was quick to introduce them one by one. Vice Foreign Minister Alexander Yu stepped forward to shake hands and exchange pleasantries. Taiwan's Foreign Ministry also expressed thanks for the international support shown for Taiwan. The delegation will meet with President Tsai Ing-wen, Legislative Speaker si Kun and Foreign Minister Joseph Wu. They'll meet with fellow lawmakers and visit the southern Taiwan Science Park in Tainan to strengthen trade and economic ties.